What's up, my divine souls having a human experience? And we're back. Today, we're going to talk about something that can bring on a little bit of social anxiety. And that is when we are um, at events. And so this is more for the universal accomplice and for you. If you're like learning how to put on events and things like that, how to make them universally accessible. So one of the things that I absolutely love, my family is very, very guilty of this, is we love theme parties. I can't tell you how many we had pre-pandemic. The last big theme party we had was hot Christmas when the whole house was decked out like um, Christmas time, literally in California in the summertime. So we had on Christmas fanfare. Uh, I had a shirt that said, Santa was, I'm so good. Santa came twice. Like it was the most amazing time of food, family, and fun. And we said, when is there another time that we all could get together on a, you know, a holiday? So in the spirit of that, one of the things that my family has been very great about is making sure that our events are inclusive. And when I mean inclusive, when you start playing games, like, you know, when you go to a baby shower and then it's like pen to paper, but throughout the years, we've kind of navigated those things. We've had games where we can call aloud or, you know, I'll have a partner, just different things. So I'm not feeling such isolation while I'm at the party and just on my phone, you know, off in Facebook land, Instagram land, or, you know, TikTok land. And so when you do those things, when you say, okay, I'm going to put on an event, how do I make this more comfortable? What I taught organizers when I did a lecture called The Miseducation of Disability, and it was focused on getting student organizers to understand that it's more than just knowing the pronouns, it's more than just knowing um, food preferences, food allergies, and things like that. It is understanding that, okay, from start to finish, how can we make it accessible? And the first one was having a point person that their specific job was to handle accessibility needs, right? So that meant if a visually person, impaired person came in the door, they're saying, hello, my name is such and such. Let's just go over what kind of accommodations you would need. And this spun from me going to at least five conferences and not having accommodations, even at the, at the conference where I did gave the lecture and the workshop, um, I had to fight to get that because they forgot, you know, student organizing that happens, right? So as I'm giving this workshop, we're going around and doing it. Even like when I do a workshop, you're putting in work. We're going to work today. And it was basic things. And when the students went around, they didn't realize how accessible the college was for students, but also their family members, just from the type of food that was at the college, the type of accommodations. Um, you know, if there's no elevator for somebody to, that has a wheelchair to get down. So it's, it's layer after layer of things. And back to just a visually impaired person, one of the things that I like to know is where the bathroom is. I'm a grown woman. So I can get there on my own accord, you know? And so when you have that person, so what I taught them is like, you have this person and their specific job for that day of the event is to be on call for the people that need their accommodations. Because what happens is nine times out of 10, you've got them doing 50 million other things. And then you have the person that was, um, you know, um, the person that is stuck just not having their accommodations and they get to this point of frustration. And when people snap, it's literally because it has been like poke, 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 and you poke the bear one too many times. And it's like, 
Oh my goodness. And so to prevent that, to make it a more, you know, co-creative experience, just start with accessibility at the forefront. Because what, what makes people feel a type of way is the fact that they're an afterthought, right? You want to be a, a forethought, not an afterthought. And so that's just something that I always remember from the construction of event to the execution of event to the team that I'm working with is how can we make sure that people are going to have the best experience, the most comfortable experience, the most the experience where they can be self-reliant. And it comes, it's a myriad of things. Like when I go to buffets, like I'm like a hey, person in front of me, they're telling me what's there. I'm like, okay, hey, put it on my plate. I'm holding my plate. And you might be like, huh, what? It works out so much better. I don't have the point of contention or frustration because there's this narrative that you have to do everything by yourself. No, you can be self-reliant. That means I'm holding the plate and I'm working interdependently with that person that's putting the stuff on my plate. Because if there's a line of 55 people, they're not going to appreciate me taking a super long time in the line, especially when we're at a workshop and we're trying to get from point A to point B. So it is my right to be as independent as I want to be, but I want to be cognizant and aware of other people because what if they're people that need to have their food at a certain and specific time? There's this multi-layered approach, but if we look at it holistically and say, how can I feel good in the skin I'm in and get what I need done done? And so these are just some examples. And there's plenty of times when I've been like, in my feelings, so deep in my feelings. And I realized the only reason why I'm ever in my mother loving feelings is literally because I'm choosing to be so because I'm having some internal beliefs that do not agree with who I am. I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm nothing. I can't do this myself. All these narratives that don't serve me. So if something doesn't serve you, stop eating it. Just like if you don't like something at a buffet, don't eat it. There's been plenty of times where people have made my plate and given me fish. And I am allergic to fish. I have projectile vomiting. It is a bad scene. And it's happened three times. And I was very specific. I was like, oh, does this cream cheese? Oh, it's pink flamingo. Yeah, pink flamingo cream cheese has salmon in it, y'all. That was not fun. And I literally was like, I cannot relieve myself. Because it is, I'm, I'm sitting in the front row at a conference and the conference hasn't started. That is a bad look. So I looked at my friend that was next to me and said, hey, new friend, can you get me outside as soon as possible? It was a vulnerable moment, but I made it outside and I didn't, you know, blow chunks, you know, in the event. So just know that it's going to be all right. Just know that it's okay to ask for support. Just know to keep your cane hands strong because it's going to be all right. You got this. So remember that. So I hope you took some good notes from this. Universal accomplices, get at me. If you want to learn more about how to be a universal accomplice and supporting people and living the life that they want to lead, let me know. Thank you for listening. May you always live, love, and inspired. And if you have any questions that you want answered, please email me at keepyourcanehandsstrong at gmail.com and I'll get back to you. The floor is open. So go out there, live your best life now. And this has been the Brass Knuckle Beauty.